Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Moving into hour number two on the game. Troy Coverdale, Dave G, the birthday boy. Travion Berkland handling the controls. We're going to put him to uh, phone mode here shortly. Uh-oh. We've got two uh, tickets to give away to Saturday evening's K-State UCF matchup at Bramlage. We'll tell you how in just a little bit. What's with us starting off Big 12 play with UCF for football and men's basketball? Yeah. What's the story there? That's a great question. I don't like it. We'll set up that conversation between you and Brett Yormark shortly. <laughs> I've got some stuff to say to him. I got some stuff. Call us up, Brett. Let's go. Yeah, that ain't happening. That is not happening. Even if he did, I think someone from K-State would make sure that that got, that got clipped somehow. Yep, right? They would come and shut the... The breakers down here. By the way, I I need to uh, let you know about the discussion that we had this morning, uh, Brandon Peoples and I, on K-Man's Morning News. Uh Uh-oh. We were discussing the gentleman who got himself uh, into trouble with the highway patrol. I believe it was Florida. No, it was Pennsylvania, <laughs> where he got wound up with the taser from the officer in his hand. You saw this story, I I'm sure. I did, yes, I and did. And fired the taser. And Brandon made a comment about, you know, that would be a heck of, an, a, uh, of a demonstration on air someday. <laughs> and, and I said, you don't want to be the one. He said, no, but maybe Garcia. <laughs> he would be the one to do it. Listen, I think that would make intriguing video and great radio. I'll, I would do it. I, I immediately thought of Venus Flytrap <laughs> and WKRP. I am the air. <laughs> where he and Dr. Johnny Fever are both drinking heavily. because And what it is, is you have an officer there, and it's showing how drinking gets impairs your driving and that type of thing. Well, in the case of Venus Flytrap, you know, he's he's completely out of it. Yeah. I am the air. <laughs> While Dr. Johnny Fever's reflexes keep improving. <laughs> it's like me bowling. It was beautiful. <laughs> one, of, awesome. one of the best storylines ever on that show. That's awesome. Uh, so, yes. Okay. So we have Dave G who's willing to get tased. I would do it. Oh, my God. I'd do it for the, for the gram. 
as they say. I, I would want you to undertake a uh, stress test before you, uh, <laughs> yeah. you even undergo this. I don't want the voltage. That's my yeah. concern, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, it, as, <laughs> a, as a guy who had to wear an AED vest for a while. Do they, do they make sure to do that if you do go through a, a taser test? A stress yeah. test? Yeah, do you have to go through? I don't know. Oh, boy. I'm going to have to ask my buddy Greg, who worked with Highway Patrol for a while, and uh, get, get what he can tell me. Dude, I'm down. I'm ready. I'm ready. Did you ever – okay, so they have the celebrity celebrity reality show where they went and they did crazy stunts. LaToya Jackson was on one of them, and she got tasered. Travion, did you ever see this? Where everyone got tased. And um, they filmed their reactions, and you could totally tell that Latoya was like, "You're not tasing me, I'll pretend." And the pretend was horrible. Oh boy, it looked so fake. Because some of them really did get tased, and they're like, "Ah!" But hers, terrible. Armed terrible. and famous. Yes, I try to stay away Seriously? from Latoya Jackson clips as much as possible. She's not. She's. <laughs> I don't want to say nuts. She's just a little out there. With that family, you could probably say it. She's nuts. <laughs> She's definitely the most outspokenly nuts out of the entire Jackson yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All oh. right. Okay. All right, let, let's wrestle this thing back between the lines. There we go. Uh, Connor Riley, officially given the offensive coordinator title today by K-State football coach, Chris Kleiman. And we will, by the way, be joined by Connor Riley tomorrow afternoon at 4.30 as part of the game. But also announced today, Matt Wells, the former Texas Tech head coach, as the co-offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach slash associate head coach. (laughs) And as we discussed in hour one, title upon title upon title. But the point of this that stands out to me is that when Bill Snyder took over K-State football, a trend began in the K-State program that I never had ever even truly considered. And it continued throughout Snyder's tenure. (laughs) I can't speak to the Ron Prince tenure, but Snyder 2.0 saw it continue again, and now we see it in the Chris Kleiman era, and that is the sharing of titles, specifically the co-offensive, co-defensive coordinator titles that have been in place over time. That has happened. For example, Bob Stoops and Jim Levitt, Mm -hmm. co-defensive coordinators Mm -hmm. at a time in Snyder 1.0. Yes, and I believe um, Kosh, I think Kosh was a co-off or defensive coordinator with someone else or offensive coordinator, I can't remember. Um, and, uh, oh, now my mind, now my mind is escaping me, but. Um, you had, you had Miller and Dimmel. Bill Miller as, and Dimmel, yep. That, that's as a, yep. co-offensive coordinators. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're just a couple years removed from co-offensive coordinator tags for Colin Klein and for Courtney Messingham. Right. So it it is a tradition that got picked up steam at some point, and I don't know, I have never seen a school utilize it as much as what K-State does. For sure. And it throws me. 
and it really throws me because it is just so different to yes, me. The the one where you pointed out today, the associate head coach and assistant head coach yes. situation there is interesting. That one I've never seen before. I don't know what that means. So one of the titles for Matt Wells coming in is that he is the assistant head coach. Right out of the box, you see that title. If you're not familiar with the staffing structure of this program, you see that title and immediately think, well, that means he's number two on staff. Right. Van Malone is the number two on staff because his title is associate head coach. Mm -hmm. Then it's Matt Wells at assistant head coach. And you have to sort that out. And in some place, they'll tell you that the assistant is above the associate. Right. And at some other place, they will tell you that K-State is doing it this way. What about the junior associate? Where does the junior <laughs> associate go? See, the report to the assistant? Mm, yeah, yeah. Your, your comment earlier about middle management was so dead on. <laughs> honestly, because I, I, you're absolutely right. Is it, It's middle management... Of a college football program. Football style. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and part of what makes that even funnier is realizing that then you add in analysts. Oh, I know. And, you know, I, I read consultants. some consultants and analysts. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Uh, Who's who around here? Who do I got to talk to? Who's HR? Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it just is such a strange situation mm-hmm. in my mind. And again, that, that's me. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure to someone who has grown up watching these types of structures as they've gotten involved in college football, it's nothing to them. But, and, you know, here I am playing the old man role again. I don't like it. Uh-uh. It's just... It continues to strike me as odd, and that is with the heritage of K-State going that route. Absolutely. But there it is. I mean, you're you're looking at the opportunity, essentially, to help pay more. Pay a little, guy, a little more, an escalator. I've always been a little intrigued about the analyst. I want to know first, I think it might have been Alabama came up with the analyst. Mm-hmm. Um, position, and it was like, what does that mean? It means, first and foremost, they're not coaching on game day. Right. They're not in the box. They're not on the field as a coach. I'm not sure if they're allowed even on the field, say, with you know a different pass, as uh, long as they're outside of the coaching box or, or that. I, I and That is an area that I haven't educated myself well enough yet on that. But the technical is that they are not to be anywhere near the coaching staff slash the booth. None of it. Ah, during game days. During game days. That being an analyst is strictly a during-the-week role. I see. An office job. Sure, sure. <laughs> They're not allowed to do anything with practice. Right. In terms of on-field coaching. Uh, so, you know, the NCAA really has worked to ensure that they remain sidelined mm-hmm. from active coaching because of 
the attempt to limit the numbers of actual coaches that are involved. Otherwise, you get an Alabama staff that is 30 people. And then they'll run a practice or something outside of you know the actual practice mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, it's not a coach coaching them. It's a, one of our analysts. So you have to make sure that they can't do something like that. Correct. And yeah. you have seen teams penalized for that. Right. That's actually one of the things that got Michigan in trouble this most not not with the signals, but sure. in the recruiting slash uh, effort, the hamburger meal that turned into all of the discussion for how long for Michigan uh, and led to the three-game suspension at the start of the season for Har- Harbaugh. He has really been in hot water all season long. He I has. Mean, really, it's crazy. Which has prompted a lot of discussion. If they win the title... Does this diminish the title? Is there an asterisk next to this one? And what happens if the NCAA does ding them? They still get to claim the title. It's not an official NCAA-recognized championship. Oh. Yeah, here's here's your trivia answer for the day. There is one Division I football championship recognized by the NCAA. And it's not the college football playoff. No, it's the FCS playoff. The FCS champion actual name is the football national champion. I did not know that. Division one football national champion. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they won't recognize it, but they sure will sell the merchandise and memorabilia for it. Well, yeah, there's that matter as well. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Speaking of which, I got called out in a uh, message the other night as we were discussing discussing Montana and South Dakota State. Uh Uh-oh. And I pointed out about Montana State's band and helping finance Montana's trip to the National Championship game, which is Sunday afternoon this week, Very by the nice. way, Very in nice. Frisco. Uh, yeah, Isaiah Childs, former Manhattan running yes. back, finished at Wamigo. Uh huh. I know. Yeah, his he's a Grizz. He's a Grizz. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Grizz. I have to have to say it. Have to point it out. I answered sarcastically. How? Why should I have to point out anything about the Grizz? But, you know. Oh, what do you know? I used to work with Isaiah at McDonald's. Very nice. Mm. I like the connection. I went to high school with his father. Really? Yes. Crazy. Shout out. The, Curtis. The sh- no, the Grizz are not the official team of this radio show. No. Oh, no. no. Is that what's no. going on? Oh. No, 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 no. We will not make the Grizz the official FCS program of this show. I and will not stand for it. Line two, Isaiah Childs. <laughs> Call in. What was your time like with the Travion and McDonald's? Man, he got hair and everything. Yeah. <laughs> no. The hair no. was shorter then. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, and it, it, I had uh, had teased a little. Weston Moody, uh, Wamigo's head football coach, had gone up to see the playoff game with North Dakota State a few weeks back. Oh, right on. And, and shared some stuff on Facebook. And so I was teasing him a bit. It, it, it You know, you get up to Washington Grizzly Stadium, and it's much like what a friend of mine said as a White Sox fan about Wrigley Field. It's perfect right up until the moment said team takes the field. 
That, that's yeah. Washington Grizzly Stadium is an experience. And then they come out. And then they come out, and you usually, if you're the visitor, you get your butt whipped. <laughs> and I had to call too many of those games. Oh no! The the best that I can say is uh, being able to call Vincent Jackson tearing them up, even though we saw, saw UNC lose. <laughs> that was one of the games in which VJ really broke out and got the attention of the draft scouts. Right on. Above and beyond. Yeah. Uh, and and why the Chargers were so enamored with him. Yeah, he was so good. Oh, man, he was man, tremendous. Was Rest in peace, my friend. Absolutely. I, VJ was an outstanding, outstanding person all the way around. Right on. All right. That said, no, the Grizz are not the official <laughs> FCS program of this show. Coming back on the game, would you believe that one league – has the top 50 rated TV shows of the year? Jeez. We'll no. tell you why coming up. You ready there to talk to the fans? I suppose. The ones that I haven't chased away yet? Right. <laughs> <laughs> caller number three. Let's go caller number three for a pair of tickets to see K-State men's basketball against UCF at 5 on Saturday. 537-1350. The number caller number three gets the tickets. The folks at Sports Media Watch do a seller job at tracking the numbers for events through the course of the year and by on a week-to-week basis. So when you hear us talk about what K-State picked up as a rating for a game during the college football season, usually it's Sports Media Watch that has been able to put those together. Awesome. The top 56 most watched sporting events of 2023 were all NFL games. That's crazy. Man. 56 NFL games. Dominating. Were the most watched sporting events. And, you know, you are ranging from the Super Bowl to the AFC Championship, a fall off there of about 14 and a half rating, almost uh, 60 plus. Million viewers. Wow. Just from the Super Bowl to an AFC championship game. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but when you start going through the list, you understand why the networks are so beholden to ensuring that they remain in the rotation for the NFL. They pay that money for a reason. That would be it exactly. Especially around holidays. mm Thanksgiving specials were among the top 10. The uh, Christmas games this year were in the top 25. Yes, you're getting the idea here. Can you, I know I'm putting you on the spot, but the Monday night games, I would like to see the ones that were the double header ones. Yes. I would want to see where the 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 breakdown on viewers of those, as opposed to like the best Monday night um, viewership, mm-hmm. because I I gotta think it's gotta be so low. I, I mean, you know, the Ravens Forty ers game uh, on Christmas night 
Oh, man. Drew went 11-4. That was the 19th best of the year. Really? The standard Monday night week one was a 12 and a half uh, share. That ranked at number 43. Wow. So, and that's your highest rated Monday night football game. No, I take that back. Oh, Bills Bengals. That was to be week 17. That got canceled. Yeah. 12.8 share. 23.79 million people were watching. That would have been your highest rated Monday night football game that wasn't a Christmas game. Oh, wow. Compare that to the most watched non-NFL sporting events, though. All right? Out of this top 50 alone, the, just the top 50, the lowest rated out of the bunch was a 10.5 share 20.61 million people. The game this fall between Ohio State and Michigan, 19.07 million. In other words, a million and a half fewer viewers than the 50th most watched NFL game of the season. Wow. Wow. The national championship game from last year. Did not draw the same as what Ohio State-Michigan did this year. Alabama-Georgia this year drew a million and a half fewer than what Ohio State-Michigan did. Ooh, that's interesting. The national title game in college basketball last year was the fourth highest rated non-NFL sporting event. Really? With a 7.8, 14.69 million viewers. Number five, the Kentucky Derby race. <laughs> they cash in on that like 12 seconds of. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> they really cash in. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> and as I look down this list, some of the things that stand out. Yes, K-State rated high for its second round game against Kentucky. A 9.4 million viewers, 28th most watched non-NFL event. Pretty good. We'll take it. Yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of spinning here through the list because it, it really is attention-grabbing when you realize um, the Daytona 500 ranked 48th out of that 50. Jeez. So if you go by sport... And break it down to just football alone. Or sorry, no, top events by sport. Super Bowl dominates it all. Mm -hmm. 112 million people watched the Super Bowl last February. Wow. A 40 share. And the top rated college football game of the year was a nine. Almost 100 million more viewers for the Super Bowl than for Ohio State-Michigan. <laughs> I mean, you, you're like, well, duh. It's just staggering, though. The number is, is really is staggering. To think that all of those NFL games to beat that matchup. I mean, because you're probably talking 
some of those matchups are real snoozers. <laughs> like some of those NFL games just not great. The top NBA final game, Heat Nuggets game five, 13 million viewers. Mm. So a full six fewer than just Ohio State, Michigan. Wow. Never mind the. Oh, and by the way, you know that falls. Uh, that falls a million fewer than what the fans watched for the national college championship game. Wow! The World Series was another ratings point beyond or behind that game five of the series between the Rangers and Diamondbacks was eleven point four eight million. So a whole. 100 million fewer viewers for Game 5 of the World Series in comparison to the Super Bowl. (laughs) I really am surprised that the Rangers and Diamondbacks were that good. You know, I figured that would be a ratings just bust. But they did okay, I guess. But it's still so low in comparison. Oh, man. Wild. That's how dominant the NFL is. Mm -hmm. And that's why those deals from CBS and, Mm -hmm. you know, Fox, Mm -hmm. they're not going anywhere. Well, it's also, yeah, and and while you may see little bits of break break off in terms of streaming, one of the NFL playoff games is going to be a streaming-only game on wildcard weekend. That's crazy. That's crazy. We'll see how long that lasts. Mm Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, the networks and the stations are fully aware of what NFL football means for them. Right. To the point that there is the group of stations that used to be the Gannett stations that's called Tegna now. And they're currently in the midst of the contract dispute with DirecTV. That has been going on since the 1st of December. In some markets, they're thinking about potentially just doing a NBC national feed on DirecTV to make up for the NBC stations that are part of that group not being on. So my friends in Denver, as an example, would get that NBC national feed, which would allow the football games as part of it, because otherwise they've got to figure out a way around this blackout. In the midst of the contract dispute, by the way, it's playoff time. Oof. Oof. Haggling over dollars, you know. The money is unbelievable, isn't it? Yep. And it just continues. But if you ever question why so much attention is paid to the NFL. Check this thing out. Yeah. 56 of the highest rated sports shows of 2023. All NFL games. All NFL games. Oof. Amazing. Just, um, I mean, that's just pure dominance. It is dominance. And like to beat the World Series. Yes. Like the Seahawks Cardinals beat game five of the World Series. Yes. Disgusting. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Travion, we got our winner on the tickets, I assume. Yes. Who did we get? Uh, Jordan Beckman. Hey! Jordan, thank you. Appreciate you listening. I'll have a couple pairs to give away tomorrow morning as well on uh, K-Man's Morning News, so uh, be with us tomorrow for another crack at that. And as we continue on the game, well, let's see here. What do I... Oh, hey. Little NBA rule change that finally rears its head. Oh, nice. Speaking of money. We'll talk about it coming up. Just as we went to break, the ESPN sent out the alert. Pete Thamel 
confirming it in direct conversation with former K-State quarterback Will Howard. Will is headed for Ohio State. Wow. The Ohio State. Oh, don't even go there. The Ohio State. Howard telling Famel, when I started talking to Ohio State, everything kind of lined up. I had a list of things I was looking for. Again, this is uh, Famel on uh, Twitter. Uh, I had a list of things I was looking for in terms of needing to go somewhere where there was a lot of talent around me and compete for a national championship. Hmm. Meanwhile, Ohio State staff, looking at the top portal quarterbacks, came up, basically were uh, able to solidify in their minds that Howard was among the best of the quarterback field or was the best as they valued the arm strength, the experience, and his dual threat ability. Good luck, Will Howard. So, Will Howard is now an Ohio State Bucknut. <laughs> wow. What a, uh, the, the whole thing has just been a swing after swing after swing. USC, there was reports he was going to Nebraska, Miami, ends up at Ohio State. Ends up at Ohio State. The process works it, in uh, strange ways. Just, uh-huh. Yeah. So you think uh, he'll replicate this season's success at Ohio State? I am curious about what he will see defensively in the Big Ten. Right. Because it is a different beast in terms of football. And I think that that will make things very interesting. And I don't say that as being critical of Will. I just think that he's going to have to become very accustomed very quickly to a different style of defensive football. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After all, you're in the same conference as Iowa. (laughs) Yeah, that's their job. Essentially, yes, defense and punting. (laughs) But in terms of talent around him, yeah, there's He's, going to be a ton of talent around him. Yes, there is. And we've discussed about where K-State's receiver core has been and how that is an area for improvement. You, you can't argue that at Ohio State. No, you cannot. <laughs> They're loaded every year, their mm-hmm. receiver. That's what they do there, is they churn out receivers like nobody's business. Yes. I mean, you're not going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. this coming season, right. but you're still going to have receiver talent there. Oof. So, Loads. Will Howard officially headed for Ohio State. Wow. Did you know that the NBA put in a rule this year to try to keep teams from sitting players out? Okay, so... I didn't. I, I knew that they had kicked around the idea. They had kicked the tires on it, but they officially went yes. ahead and did it. Yes, we call it the LeBron rule. Some of us do uh-huh. sarcastically. <laughs> First team to be fined for breaking that rule. What'd you know? He's coached by a former Kansas Jayhawk, huh? Jacques Vaughn. It'd be uh, the Brooklyn Nets, ladies and gentlemen. The answer to your trivia question: The Brooklyn Nets fined one hundred grand. Oof. For violating the league's player participation policy. Mm. They held out Spencer Dinwiddie, Nick Claxton, Cam Johnson, and Dorian Finney-Smith. 
in a loss to the Bucks back on December 27th. Three of the players that started that night played 12 minutes or less. Wow. So at that said everybody. So at that point, yeah. Yeah. Four starters out and the players that started three of them played 12 minutes or less. They they basically trotted the G League team out. Sure. Was this like on the back end of a like a over a, you know double It was the second night of a back-to-back. Uh-huh. And part of a stretch where the Nets would play six times in 9 days. Oof. But the league by virtue of this rule noted that resting multiple players who are healthy enough to play will no longer be overlooked. Resting them at once like that will no longer be overlooked. It still cracks me up to, to see this title. Executive Vice President and Head of Basketball Operations, Joe Dumars. Wow. We've talked to all 30 teams about, hey, there's a way to rest your players. We've said sitting four or five guys at one time is not that way. Well, Joe played at a time when, the, you know, they rode a bus from Detroit to Cleveland. Well, okay, there's that. And honestly, you were going to get Joe Dumars to sit out a game? No. I just have a little trouble with Joe Dumars being the guy in charge of discipline. That's wild. I mean, yeah, he, he's, he's an enforcer of sure. discipline. <laughs> As a player, um, okay. Who's yeah, his yeah, assistant? Yeah. 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 Oh. Who's the co? Yeah, right. Oh, Rick Mahorn? Oh, <laughs> Bill Lambeer? So... The league even went so far as including a review by an independent physician. Right. <laughs> oh, they got a doctor. Okay, okay. To say, no, these guys were healthy enough. They mm-hmm. could have been playing. By the way, the Nets are 15 and 20 and currently sit in ninth in the Eastern Conference, 2 and 10 in their last 12 games. Well, they needed a rest, man. They could use it. Come on, let us recharge our batteries. Meanwhile, the NFL this weekend is definitely not the haven for betters. <laughs> as no we've rules talked about. There. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just remember the Spurs sat Tim Duncan and just put old. He said DMP old. <laughs> At least they're being honest, you know? Well, yeah, never let it be said that Popovich doesn't have a sense of humor. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. Old. He's, He's old, old, man. What do you want me to do? I'm not going to make him get out there. He's 100. Oh, goodness. The big fundamental. Yeah. All right. At that, we get back with uh, Dave and his uh, affinity for questions to close this show Uh-oh. coming up. Today is a very important day. Well, we've already established it is because you turned 40. It's also National Trivia Day. Oh, okay. All right. And uh. so I want to know, I, I, I want to know what's a trivia category that you'll just knock right out of the park. And I also want to know what's a trivia, trivia category that you're like, oh boy. Yeah, don't uh, don't bring in a lot of science questions to me. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to struggle there. I go. I kind of can explain photosynthesis, you know, to myself in my head. But then when I start to talk about it out loud, I go, "Boy, shut up, shut up, shut up." Yeah, the biggest hiccup I had getting out of K State was my science courses. Oof. 
Chemistry. I I, I would a lot rather sit behind the microphone or at the production station than yeah. than. Uh, but what I would knock out of the park, I tend to be that way with sports. If you haven't already figured that out, eighties. I am uh-huh. definitely a pop culture uh-huh. guy there. Uh-huh. So, and probably not bad at music. Prince stuff, I would oh, think God. that you would just smash. Yeah, you're a big Prince guy. If people don't know. Um, Travion, dare I ask you, uh, trivia categories that you're like, hell yeah, and others you're like, no way. Well, anything important, I'm not, I, I wouldn't be good at anything that's actually U.S. Science. history, you're yeah. like, oh, God. I know, you know, your basic stuff, but definitely I'm more of a pop culture geek, entertainment yeah. geek, so... Um, and like Michael Jackson trivia crush. One thing, like with with when I meet somebody new, I'm like I can listen to the first second of any Michael Jackson song, tell you what it is, who wrote it, what album it's on, the year, everything. See, that's why you should be on everybody's trivia team. I would rule that you know that Shazam game show. Yeah, I would rule that. Yeah, I would rule that for sure. Oh my, my God, Monica has tried to encourage me to participate in that show before. It might make some cash. Valid. But then I'd have to embarrass myself on television, too. <laughs> and then you'd freeze up. Exactly. Uh, 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 you exactly. didn't answer one question right. Yeah, I'd, I'd be Cliff Clavin on Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, Connor Riley joins us tomorrow afternoon as part of the game. Ooh. See ya.